What is up, guys, and welcome back to the Sweat It Out podcast. Today, we have an amazing individual, tremendous athlete. He is an outstanding person, coach, mentor, and performer. He is also a Puma athlete. He competes at the highest level in the Olympics. He is a multiple medalist winner, all the way from Trinidad. Please help me welcome Dion Lendor. It's time to sweat it out with Anthony Mendez and Josh Evans. What is up, guys, and welcome back to the Sweat It Out podcast. Today, we have an amazing individual. This guy's a tremendous athlete. He is somebody who has won multiple medals in the Olympics. He's a true Olympian. He is also a Puma athlete. Please help me welcome Dion Lendor. What's up, brother? Man. Hey, nice. thank you, thank you. It's nice to be here. They got you. They got you, Puma athletes everywhere, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Woo! There we go. There we go. Right here. Let's go. <laughs> Woo! I feel so left out. <laughs> hey, I, we. I got you some stuff. Yeah, I got some stuff at home in the in the lab. In the lab. So, how you been, man? How's everything going? Uh, I've been good, you know, trying to readjust yourself, readjust your life, you know, get accustomed with, you know, training and having COVID around and trying to be as diligent as possible, keeping yourself safe, but trying to stay on the, uh, at the top of your game. So, you know, it's kind of a work in progress, but it's been going good thus far. What uh, what adjustments have you had to make uh, from your traditional training in order uh, to be well, able to continue, you know, in the, in the landscape that we're in? Well... If we're talking about at the end of last season, what you really had to do was a lot of times we couldn't even get to go back into the weight room because, you know, a lot of us were kind of skeptical about going in the weight room. We're not sure how other people are, you know, taking COVID and, you know, the precautionary measures they are taking. So we actually have to remove ourselves from the weight room. We start doing more, you know, body weight stuff, med ball stuff, you know, more traditional additional stuff just to keep our muscles going our muscle in shape and then when it came to when it came to going to track meets you actually had to like check into the track meet a couple times do the uh, symptoms and exposure uh questionnaire before you go in got to keep a mask on a lot so imagine just running a race and having to put the mask back on you know Ooh. you got to put air and then you have the mask on kind of reducing everything and now like right now you know as a as an athlete, it's kind of easier because we train in a smaller group, so don't have to really worry that much. But when a wild volunteer coaching at the university, you know, you're out there, you got your mask on for the entire session, sun hot, you know, the mask on, you know, you're trying to breathe, but you want to do the, the best you can do to you know keep the athlete safe because the athletes come first, and then you know, it's always filling out the questionnaires, making sure you get your temperature checked. Almost every two weeks I have a COVID test because wow. I think I actually have actually have one tomorrow again. I had one like two weeks ago, so gotta wake up early in the morning and get the test done because it's all about safety right now for yourself and for the athletes. Are you guys doing the full in the nose one, or you guys have like the rapid fifteen minute test now? No, the nose both. Uh, it's so awkward. Oh, it feels wow. so awkward. I've had like <laughs> I've had like six done so far, and it's yeah. Well, <laughs> not sure. You know, you get it done, you knock it out, but you know, it's all about safety right now because. Mm. You want to keep sports going. You want to keep sports alive. For sure. You want to keep fitness alive. So so important. You know, I don't mind doing it. You know, once you can keep sports and fitness alive, I'm done for the cause. 100%. So I want to ask you, um, 
What are some of the things that you don't like that you miss from being able to train um, the way you were doing before? Um, you know, the environment, the actual workouts. And then what are what are some of the new things you have learned um, from this experience? What are some of the takeaways you have taken from this being in this new environment of, you know, shifting the way you're training right now and being with your with your with, with other athletes? Well, right now, everything is really structured. You know, there's no real freedom. You can't just do things as you please or as you may. Sometimes even while you're tired, you have to be conscious that, yeah, I'm tired, but, you know, got to stay away from certain people. can't be up in people's face. And sometimes you want to be have that more togetherness with your teammates, but you have to kind of stay away from each other. Even using some of the equipments, we have to know, like, yeah, we could use some of the equipment, but you got to you got to be safe. got to wipe it down often. You know, you know sometimes you're tired. You don't want to be wiping down every nah, two, three. Nah, nah, I don't you think know? anyone wants to be doing that. Especially in, especially in the weight room, you got to wipe down each weight. Yeah, we're accustomed to wiping down the bar, the rack, you know. So you really want to get back into that feeling where, yeah, I can go. Yes, I'm about cleanliness, but not, you know, right. cleaning every equipment that you touch. It's, it kind of gets to you. Kind of, you, know, you want to be more comfortable. Yeah, it takes up a lot of time too, oh, yeah. right? Like you, you only have so many, so many hours in the day that you really can be training, you know, that's optimal like for your a, body. It makes like a 30 minute workout, like an hour yeah. just by wiping down and being careful. So, mm. you know, and then you got to schedule your check-ins, got to do this, got to do that. And just the mask, having the mask on, it kind of, you know, it irritates you sometimes. It's hard to breathe. You got to be pulling it down. It's kind of, so you really want to get back to the comfort where I can just do what I got to do. Mm. Not really, you know, I got all these other things I got to add to the list. Now, uh, I'm kind of curious about your, you know, how, how you work with your coaches uh, as the athlete. Do you have like a specific speed coach? Do you have a strength coach? Like how does that work uh, in, in, in your own practice? Uh, at one point I had a speed coach, specific speed coach, a specific weight coach. But right now I have my coach does the speed and the weight room. Before, when I had a specific speed coach and weight coach, they also had to work hand in hand, understanding, well, mm-hmm. today he has this workout, so you can't pound them in the weight room. Or the entire week, this is the layout, so you got to lay it out, you know, in, in, in coherence with what I'm doing. Cause th- so you got to have a good understanding with each coach, and then they have to have an understanding with each other. Sometimes that that's difficult. Problem, yeah, that's yeah. difficult. Because the weight coach thinks, well, he needs to get it in. He needs to go hard. And the coach is like, you know, you can lay it off a little bit. Mm. You can take it easy. You got to you know, transition in this. So sometimes there's head clashing and that kind of caused some problems in the past. So now my coach, he does everything. So he knows the effort I put out in on the track. So he knows, well, all right, today you taper it down a little bit. You look good on practice. You look good in practice. You look good in the weight room. So you know, just be smooth and be, you know, nice and comfortable treat yourself nice. Yeah. It's funny that you brought that up. I used to be like my background before I got into general population training was in strength and conditioning. And, uh, it's, it's funny because often I was on the other side of that and, and we would be telling the coaches like, yo, you got to calm down. Like we can't be beating the shit out of these athletes. Like they got class, you know, they're dealing with their boyfriend and girlfriends are in here. They're like trying to get these meals in and then you want to go blast them on the field. Like can't, <laughs> we can't be running them through the gauntlet every five minutes, you know? Yeah. So and you got like, a guy like Josh is always stressing you out, oh, man. I know. Yeah. You would know about that. You'd know about that. You know, but it's funny that you brought that up, you know, cause it's, it's so true. It's, it's, it's really important that your entire team is on this cohesive, you know, momentum moving forward. Yeah. Uh, cause if not, like you said, it can, it can really cause a lot of, a lot of issues. Yeah, it, it really does sometimes. And you, 
you really try to, you really want to minimize that because then sometimes it has the instance where one person is saying one thing, the other person says something. Now the athlete is in between the midst of both worlds. Sure. Like maybe I'm training too hard, maybe I'm lifting too hard, and that's why I'm not where I'm supposed to be. So we don't want to have all these ideas because, you know, as an athlete, anything can make you confused, mm-hmm. especially if you're not performing. It's like, oh man, I think I got to stop lifting. Or, oh man, I think I take it easy on the track. So you really don't want to have that. So no, definitely not. The coaches need to have the understanding, but, you know, egos with coaches and, <laughs> yeah. It's really a yeah, ego is ego is the ultimate enemy. Right? Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. It it definitely can um, it can definitely steer you in the wrong directions if uh if you don't know how to use it properly. That's uh one hundred percent. So I want to ask you um, especially that you have awareness already with that and 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 experiencing the on the field training with your coaches with your teammates. I want to ask you. How serious do you take your health and fitness beyond what you do with your coaches and with your, your with your athletes? Um, how how seriously do you take that, and how does that look like when you go back to your home, when you're on your off days? How do you take care of your body? Um, how do you handle that, and how do you go about that? Well, I really think in the beginning, the you know, early years, when you're younger, you think you're young, you're young, you're strong, you can do anything, you could eat anything you want, you could you know relax, you could you know. But as you start getting older, you realize when well, my body needs to have structure, you need to do certain things to stay on the top of your game. Uh, for instance, one person that I really took into consideration, like, you know, keeping track of and helping me to mentally get there was Cristiano Ronaldo. Mm, okay. He, he's about that life. Savage. He's about fitness. He's about staying on top of his game when it comes to, you know, he maybe have the, the, the money to have the, the home equipments and everything. But even I, I've learned that you have to invest in yourself if you really want to be on top or stay on top. I've learned that after practice, you got to come home and do the little things because sometimes the little things is what takes you the long way is that come home, you roll on your foam roller for a little bit. You know, it costs nothing to buy a foam roller. You know, you have some of your balls, you have your stretch mat. You get some of those stuff in, in, in place at home. You got to worry about Amazon, okay, $9. It's, it's cheap. It's cheap. Yeah. Some people really don't want to buy the, the simple things, but they rather spend the money and go see a therapist, you know, to do the same thing that you could do at home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you got to know, well, maybe this day and this day, one day I'll take some ice bath at home. A bag, a bag of ice is nothing. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. it's just nothing. Yeah. You could buy two, three bags of ice, you know, on your way home, go take a, a cold top or just an Epsom salt bag. Because I really, I really love Epsom salt bag on some days. It really, you know, loosens up my body, clears my mind. I feel good, you know. I take the nice scented Dr. Teal's one. Hey, really you put the aromatherapy really candles up. You got those going. You know, you put a little, <laughs> little, music. little James Brown on in the back. Oh, and you're in the top. I need yourself now, for, a, you know, a little 15, 20 minutes. And you feel brand new yeah. the next day. Yeah. All you're missing is your lady now. That's it. <laughs> well, you know, you know, too often and we hear this all the time is that people, are, oh, well, I just don't, I don't have time for that. You know, I don't have time. It's like, listen, no, you're not making time to do the things you need to do yep. to take care of your body. You know, that's, right. that's the real answer, you know? So how do you, you know, make sure that you're doing the things that you, you need to do in order to, you know, perform at the level that you know that you're capable of? Well, I, all I think about is every day when I go out there, I want to, I want to put my best effort out, put my best foot forward. The only way I can do that is if my body feels good. The only way you can stay at the top of your game, if, if your body is willing to, to go the extra mile with you, you can't want to go out on a regular day and give 110% and your body is at 50%. So I'm thinking uh, every day I want to give it my best. So I'm going to do the little things. It's going to take one. 
30 minutes of your time every day to do just simple foam roll. You can foam roll for 15 minutes, then go take an ice bath for another 15. That's 30 minutes. That's nothing. We sit right. and scroll on our phone for 30 minutes, <laughs> an hour, two hours. Oh, I you get caught in those. I get caught in those YouTube rabbit, rabbit holes, man. And I'm like, it's been four doing? hours. Like, you got to be kidding me. You, know, you can just <laughs> sit down. While, you can scroll while in the tub. You know, it's not going to take anything. You know, I also think about, you know, prepare my own meals, Come, you know, in comparison to buying stuff. Like, I think, hey, I can spend $15, $20 in the grocery and I'm getting four or five quality meals for the week. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, it, takes, it takes nothing. You save money, save money. You save, you know, it might take a little bit of time to, you know, just prepare the meal. But after that, you can have meal prepared for a couple of days. Yeah. That's saving your time later in the That's week. Exactly so right. it's all about, you know, taking the, the little steps and, no, it's all a mental game. To me, it's all a mental. So if can, you want to be, if you want to be the best, if you want to be the greatest, you do the little things to stay on top all day. So I, I can obviously see that you have a pretty good structured out plan, or you got a system going on for you in your life to be able to maintain yourself and keep growing and and be a high producer. Do you see that a lot of the athletes you work with, or uh, are they fairly pretty structured, or are they a pretty good handful where they don't take it as seriously when it comes to taking care of themselves after? Um, you know, getting that work done in the field or in the training room or with their coaches? Well, when it comes to the professional side with the other pros that I train with, we really take pride in, you know, staying on top of, you know, our body and doing the little things that we need to do. So every week you might hear this one, uh, one or the other. It's like, I got to go see the therapist today. I got to go see a chiropractor. I'm going to take ice bath today because even when we came out to practice this morning, one of my teammates was like, oh, I had an ice bath last night. It changed a lot of things. I feel so much better today. But for me, I like to take my ice bath in the middle of the week after having a couple of good hard days in. Okay. Got to tune me up for the, the second half of the week. You know what I'm saying? It's like a, a tune-up and let's get, let's get it again. So I start off the week, get it somewhere in the middle, and let's go. Let's finish strong. Uh, well, while coaching and watching the college kids, a lot of them, I don't think they, they understand, you know, what it really takes yet. They still go into the motion and I understand that they're young and, you know, they have a structure around them. So they expect others to be like, Hey, you have to come in and do this. Mm-hmm. But the accountability is there. It takes that and more if you want to be the best. Oh yeah. And that's how you see the difference with those who are on top and those who are still trying to get there, you know, because the ones who know what to do, they do it on their own. You don't have to tell them. You don't have to, Hey, after the workout, you really have to stretch. Oh, hey, while you warm up, you really got to, you know, get all the stretches in because it's going to help you perform well on the, on the track. So you can see the difference. And But with the group that I'm with, you know, you know, everybody holds themselves accountable for the simple stuff, you know, the ice bed, the going to the therapist and all those simple things. Yeah, I mean, it's it really is about having a very consistent daily routine, right? Like the more you can be and get into a rhythm with your routine, the more freedom you actually have we talk with, about your, it all the time. with your day. You know, like because you don't have to think about all these things because you know exactly what you're going to do to warm up, what you're going to do to cool down, what you're going to do for recovery and what days you're going to do it on ahead of time. You don't need to, you don't need to worry about all that. It's just, you know, ready, made, boom, boom, boom. It's like like second nature, you know? Exactly. Second nature. It's like, you know, driving, driving a manual car. A lot of people think, oh, it's so hard, but someone driving manual, we don't think about it. You know, it goes to the phone. It's just, it's like subconscious level. I have to do this. I have to do that. And a lot of people, they don't take the time just to get into the habit. They, 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 they worry so much about getting into the habit that they don't even get into the habit. So now it's not even comfortable for them. And also too, like I see a lot of times too, where people, you know, they rely on their, on their, on their natural skill sets only. 
you know what yeah. they what they know they're really good naturally at you know and they're like oh well you know naturally i'm just gifted and that's great which definitely is a huge upside and that's where you see some of the greats who do implement the hard work but you see those where they only then get so far and you only see spurts of amazing moments through their career because they don't take their hard work and structure seriously when it comes yeah. to being you know behind the scenes or off the field or off the arena, wherever they're competing at home, you know, and it's just a huge thing that you're seeing on a lot of these athletes who can't make it to the top because of that. And you only see a few moments of shine. Um, yeah. And, and I, I agree with that because when I started track, I'm not going to say I was, you know, the, the, the hardest worker. I was the most diligent athlete. I was one of those who believe I have the talent. I can go out there and do it. And one day my coach told me, he looked at me as like, how, your talent is only going to get you this far. If you want to go above, you have to do everything else to get above and beyond. It's like your talent is going to get you halfway there. And that's when I realized, like, you know, maybe I really have to buckle down and do, do the little things. And when I really start taking care of myself and taking pride in the little things, that's when I really start, you know, I start getting more good days in because I'm not sore, I'm not tight. I feel nice out there. You know, I feel loose. I feel like, you know, I can... I could give a hundred percent five days of the week instead of some of my teammates after two, three days, they tie old oh, coach. I'm tired. I need this. I need that. You know, we need to take it. So it's the little things that really gets you to push yourself above and beyond. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. And I used to always, or, or the coaches that I work with in the weight room and in the colleges that I was at, we used to always tell the, the athletes, like if you're only working 80, 85% and then you try to go into a game, and you try to turn it on to a hundred percent, but then, you know, you're also jacked up on testosterone, you know? Yeah. So, so that's going to take you even more, you know, you're going to, you're going to try to amp it up even more because you're all hyped up. Your body's going to blow out because of that. Yeah. You know, like you, you didn't, you didn't prepare to go at 113%, you know, you no. prepared to go at 80%. So what happens when you try to turn it on blown hamstrings, you know, quad injuries, you know, big mistakes, because you're not, like you said, it's not second nature. It's not, it's not repetition for them. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So if you don't train your body to go to the next level, well, why do you think, well, what makes you think it's going to be able when you, when you ask for it, you know, you ask your body to go above and beyond, but it never, it's never been there. It's like, you're trying to go somewhere. Your mind has never been, you've never seen that, you know, so you're not going to get there. You, you're going to want to get there. You're going to think that you have the ability to get there, but your body never tasted it before. So it's like you never tasted, you know, being on the top. You never tasted what it felt like to win. That's why those who win, they, they kind of stay on the top for longer because it's like, yeah, I know how this feels like. I'm going to keep working hard for it, you know? And then mm-hmm. there are those who never tasted it. It's like, oh, man, you know, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. But are you really trying hard enough? Are you really doing the necessary things to get there? You have to take a chance. It's all, it's all about taking a it's chance. True. Yeah, it's true. It's yeah. You got to believe you have to believe in yourself more than anyone else. Oh yeah. And, and I think going back to some of the things you've, re- you've uh, repeated over and over again, the little things, right? So it's taking a chance on yourself and doing the little things you need to do every single day to achieve whatever result you want. And this goes yeah. with anything. This goes with, with, you know, anything you do in your life, whether it's business yeah. relationship, partnerships, um, being an athlete, you know, health and fitness, you know, wanting to attain a certain goal. If you can do those little things and take a chance on yourself, right. Most importantly, and do those little things every day, you'll get there, you know? And I, and I think that a lot of people crave for that magic pill. And I tell people all the time, there's so many amazing tools that we can use all the time, 
But really, what, what the magic pill is, is that consistency. It's that taking that chance, the just going in. You know, that's the magic yeah. pill and sticking to that consistency, obviously applying these tools in there, but sticking to it, you know, and doing a little bit of it every single day, which will get you there. And that's what people, I think, have a hard time understanding because everybody's like, okay, what's the magic pill? What are you doing? Because it's obvious. How do I get doing, rich quick, Mendez? How do I get rich quick? Or you know, how do I become pa- an athlete like I need him? That, because obviously- I need that passive income, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need to make money while I sleep, bro. Right? right? Yeah. Get to work. No, but- but, but that's true, though. That's true. Though. People, they want the results, but they don't want to put the work in. Or they, they want the results of the best. They look at the best, and it's like, oh, I want to be like him. But it's like, they, there was years behind what, you know, what it took for him to get there, you know? You know, like that iceberg uh, analogy. You see the tip of the iceberg, but you don't see everything at the bottom. You don't see all the hard work and the time and the effort. Because you think, yeah, we have won a medal this year. We have been working for this medal for four or five years. Mm. We didn't just wake up and say, hey, I'm going to race in the Olympics. I'm going to win a medal. No, I think I'm going to go for a run today. And especially you guys, <laughs> you guys have to wait a pretty long time for that next, you know, Olympic next competition. Olympics. Yeah. You know? Um, so definitely that's that's even uh, for men- mentally wise, it, that's a that's a big one, you know, because it's not like, okay, every year I know that I'm going to enter the Olympics. It's like, no, it's every four years. You yeah, know, so it's sometimes a it's different like, mentality. You got to grind it. And once people learn that, hey, it's not it's not a wake up and tomorrow I have this or wake up and tomorrow I have that. Even I sometimes, you know, they're, that's like the people who go in the weight room today. They lift a couple of weights. They get a little swollen body. And it's like, oh, yeah, I'm strong. I'm ripped. No, you got to keep doing this. Even after that day, you get sore. You got to go on the day that you're sore. You can't take a day off because you're sore and then come back at the end of the week. Oh, I'm not sore today. So I can't. No, you got to go when you're feeling good. When you're feeling bad, when it's cold, when it's hot, you know, you got to put it, you got to put in the work every day, no matter how you feel, you got to put in the work. And that's how you get to the top. I think that that's a, a amazing message in itself, man. And, you know, you mentioned that you coach uh, collegiate athletes, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, how is that shift for you mentally now that we're on, you know, the whole mental topic? <laughs> how How is that for you mentally shifting from, you know, being that high performing athlete, that Olympian that you are into that mentorship role that you now have to fill as a coach, you know, cause it, it is a very different mentality there. Yeah. It's, it's definitely two different roles because now you go for, well, yeah, I'm the, you know, I got to have that beast mentality. Now you have really have to go from oh, a beast mentality to an understanding mentality. Cause now you're dealing with other people who may not think like you you know, who you really have to apply different methods to, to get to them, to, you know, to bring out the beast in them. So it's, a, it's, an, uh, it's like a process that you know, every day you learn a little bit more. So you really have to watch each athlete differently. You can't just go out there and treat everyone as a whole because everybody, you know, you, you trigger them in a different way. So I go out there each day and I look at the athletes and there's some that they, they're out loud. They, they like when you yell at them. They like when you get at them in front of everybody because it turns them on. You know, it gets the engine going. There's some you have to pull them to the side and, you know, talk to them nice, soft, quietly. They might come up to you. There's some will come up to you. There's some you have to go to them. You know, they might be a little timid and you have to go talk to them. Hey, you know, you look good. You can't be worried about today. You know, you got to have faith in yourself, have confidence in yourself. And sometimes I, I, you know, I hope that me as a, me being an athlete and, you know, working out hard, because sometimes I tell you, you know, sooner or later, we're going to have to race each other. 
You know, yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. When the season comes, we're gonna have to race each other. Co- like, coach, gonna coach race. gonna have to race the the mentees. <laughs> gonna have to show the young bloods how it's done. Uh oh. So it, it's gonna be one of those moments that's like you know someday I'll be like yeah I can't wait to race you. I'll be like yeah coach I'm gonna race you. Oh you know I'm gonna beat you back. You know it's gonna be a good one. I'm like, yeah that's how you have to be. Mm-hmm. But like with girls now, sometimes with girls, that's and then there's a difference in coaching boys and girls. Sometimes oh, with the absolutely. girls, you absolutely, have to calm down. You have absolutely, absolutely. Understanding of everything. Hey, but there's some know. women beasts out there. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, there are women beasts. There are the ones that be like, hey. Oh, the girls out on the track, they they fucking Woo. get after it. They're not they're not fucking <laughs> around. If you ever see a track athlete, you you know she's working hard. She got bigger well, quads than I do. Yeah. <laughs> they actually do, but some it's all about understanding the athletes. You can't just rush to it and think that they all are the same. Yeah, no. And, and there's something to say too about, you know, being flexible with your own personality so that you can get the most out of your athletes, you know? And I think that that, that in itself is, is super important to understand is that you have to be able to shift your mentality, right? Depending yeah. on the athlete that you're working with, you know, yes. it's like with us, like, you know, like you were saying, I have some clients that, you know, I can just tell them like, listen, man, you're being fucking lazy right now and you need to get fucking going. You know, we've been here for 15 minutes and we've done nothing. And other yeah. people are like, okay, you know, like you want to kind of go through, we got to get, gotta we got to get going. You know, it's like when really I want to be like, let's fucking go. <laughs> you know? But, but you have to be able to, to adapt to their personality so that you can get the most out of them. Yeah. Right. At, Cause that's your role as the coach. Yeah, that, that's that's really your role. You got to do what you got to do to bring the best out of them. And without breaking them, but, you know, you're just making them stronger. Mentally, you just got to get them stronger. There's some days everybody's going to get the, straight, the same treatment. It's like, if they're doing bad, like, you got to get out there. You guys are doing bad. You know, what are you doing? Are we wasting time? But there's some days, you know, it's like, yeah, it's all about motivating, motivating athletes. You know, you got to come out there and make them happy. Make them want to go, you know, the extra mile. You can't always break the number. Some days you got to let them know, hey, you're slacking. It's either yep. you want to be good or, you know, you want to be great. And let them so know it's you- all about testing that mindset. But, you know, it takes time. But, you know, I'm getting to that, to that point. And that's letting awesome. them know, too, you can't do it for them. Yeah. You know, that's the other Correct. thing. A lot yeah, of these autonomy. athletes, you know, sometimes they feel like, well, you know, if I just, uh, you know, my coach can handle this or my coach this, or if I, you know, get somebody to help me with this or I have this and that, and it's just like, nah, dude, you're the athlete. You're the one performing. You got to do it. You got to go out there and do it. You got to get and, the recovery. You got to go and, put in the work. That's true. That's true. A lot of athletes also think just because they come out here and do the workouts that, you know, they're doing everything that needs to be done. But, hey, I could, I could coach you how much. You know, I could give you everything. I could put it all in your hands. But if you don't go out there and get it done, then... We just wasting time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just you're wasting. you're not gonna hold their hand into their apartment and like, okay, you want me to go run the bath for you? I got the ice bags ready. Like, no, they gotta go. They, they gotta go and do that. So how many how many gold medalists you got in there, huh? <laughs> how many we how got? Many gold medalists? How many future gold medalists are you working with now? We gotta we gotta we gotta know what we're we're getting ourselves into here in the US. I believe on the team if they really push themselves to the limit. There's at least two guys, well, the two guys are the same events, but they can really go at it head-to-head because they're two of the best in college right now. Wow. There are two girls, they really can run. And there's one guy over the, over the hurdles, he's, he's, a, he's a great athlete. You know, he's young, he's still, you know, developing himself mentally, but 
you know, he got that about him, like, yeah, hey, coach, I'm ready to go today. Hey, coach, I'm ready to do this. I'm ready to do that. So he's young and it's still at that point where, yeah, I'm still trying to get to him, like, yeah, I know you're hype, I know you, but you got to get that, that mental strength up a little bit, you know? You got to mm-hmm. get you to know, well, you got to do the little things. Sure. You got to get, get yourself in a position where when it's time to go, you're going to go. So yeah. I'll say on that team, at least five people could, awesome. could be potential great athletes. That's and awesome. five is a lot. Yeah, no, that's definitely a lot. Yeah, hurdles is my favorite track event of all time. You know, it just yeah. it takes so much athleticism to be able to, that's, that's you know, hit that hit that jump full speed and then do it again <laughs> and again and then have to fucking book at it. Man, it's you know you have to be an incredible you athlete. See this guy jump over a coffee table. Oh, I'm I'm skilled. I got <laughs> I got I'm like low key athletic. You know, I you look at me and you'd be like, oh, there's no way that this kid's athletic. You'd be like, okay, I'll, I'll show you. Just like, lace them up. That's it. Yeah. Done. One and done. Get the juices flowing. That's all it takes. You know, just a little shit talking, and you fucking got me going. <laughs> I think that's all it takes. A lot yeah, of yeah. A little shit talking. Yeah. yeah, just run your mouth a little bit, and I'm ready. All Let's right. go. So, so brother, what what colleges are uh, some of the ones that you're working with as far as some of the where the students are going? Uh, but right now, we mainly work. I mainly work at Texas A&M University, and I actually went to school at Texas A&M. Oh, okay. uh, when I finished in 2015. And then, you know, I did a couple, I went to a couple of different training groups and then I was home for a while training. And then I actually came back to the U.S. And, you know, I had the opportunity to, you know, take the job. And to me, it was like, I really like working with, with younger athletes. I really like, you know, trying to get people to a place where, you know, they can better themselves, they can help themselves. And when I had the opportunity, I was like, you know, might as well do it, you know. It's something that is going to be good for me. And I like seeing athletes get the best out of themselves, you know, the, the, grat- the gratification from seeing someone doing great it makes me happy. It feels me on the inside seeing people do great. And that's why I was like, you know, maybe I should get into coaching, you know, you know just for fun right now because I'm doing it as I, you know, I'm running track as athletes. So I'm like, maybe I can implement some of the stuff I've learned over the years and help these kids, you know, have the ability to go out there and make themselves proud, make their family proud, make, you know, your city proud. Because those are things that really, you know, sitting above the top makes you want to do more. When you go back home and your whole city, the whole city loves you, yeah. you know, your whole school loves you. So everybody is happy at home. So I'm hoping that I can get at least one or two athletes to go out there, you know, make your family proud at least. And, and then maybe your city proud. And then from there, once you get them to do these simple things, they, they get that hunger, that, that, that grief, that mentality. All right, I'm going to get out there and go above and beyond. Oh now. yeah. Mm. Well, even, you know, even for a personal uh, aspect, right? Like you, uh, you as the athlete, because you are coaching these kids, because you are getting repetition from a different viewpoint, you know, yeah. you can take that into your own practice, into, into your own races and, and, you know, take, take it to a whole nother level because of those different viewpoints that you can now see from an outsider perspective, from the coach perspective. No, and, and that's true. Cause even when I'm doing my own workouts, I'm like, we tell the kids to do this, uh, you need to do that too, because sooner or later they're going to be like, hey, coach, how come you tell us to do this, but you're not doing it? Yeah. You, know? yeah. you don't want it to get to the point of, hey, hey well, you know, what is this? You tell us to do this, but you're not doing it. So even I try to implement the simple things that I tell them, you know, work your arms, you know, stay focused, keep your head up. So when I'm getting my workout, I'm telling myself, you know, so basically I'm coaching myself, you know, work your arms, keep your head up, you know, put your feet on the ground, you know, try to stay you know, try to stay upright, try not to be hands on your knees after each rep, like mm-hmm. you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be strong. So I want to go back to something that um, stuck to me that you had said, you know, having these kids, these young athletes, you know, representing, you know, 
their their wherever they're coming from their country and being able to go back and have their people cheering and happy and them feel happy and um, acknowledging them i think a lot of people forget that you know in the olympics it's so much about that culture you know where you're yeah. from that community yeah. the 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 country um and it's just like how is that level of mentality different than when you're just competing and competing in, in other competitions not saying that they're not important yeah. But when you get to that stage, it's just almost like, man, I'm I'm winning this for my country. I'm winning this to like go back home and be that superhero image or be that that person yeah. who achieved this greatness and be recognized in our country for being great in this in this sport in this um competition. How is that mentality shift? Um how do you bring that into your into your um into your students? Uh, well, first of all, like to, to explain that, like, it's really, it's really two different worlds. Sometimes you go out there and you race, it's like, okay, I got to race in. There are people that are happy, you know, people are happy. But when you go out on the Olympics, it goes from just running from this, you know, just a Puma, that's just you and a brand to, you know, you and a country. It's like having, and my country, they're big on track and field. You know, when we go to the Olympics, it's like, you guys have, it's like, you have have to bring us a medal. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, no, you better bring a medal. Okay, you guys better, better bring back a medal. So when you go out there, it's like, it was one time we went out to uh, an event, and it's like, you guys know we have to win the medal because they want it. We know we want it, but we're like, they want it. We're happy if we could bring a medal for Trinidad first, then we can, you know, take the gratification after since so like it's one point something million people on our back. Let's do it for them. And that really gives you the extra push. It gives you the drive because now you're not doing it for yourself. You're not being selfish. Because sometimes if you do it for yourself, it's like, ah, maybe next time. But now, you know, there's so many people at home and they chain you on. You finish a race and you go, on, you go online, you see everybody on Facebook. Oh, you guys did so great. <laughs> <laughs> you can't wait till you come home. We're going to have a party. It's like, okay, well, you know, let's do this. Let's go hard. You know, like they say, go hard or go home. So. Once you step on the track and once you have that flag on the site, it's time to go hard. And we it's all know we all know those parties get crazy. I bet. Yeah, no. Some of those parties like <laughs> never <laughs> ending. I can imagine. <laughs> they yeah. party for anything, but with the kids, you know, you try to show them that that's like the same thing. You go out there first. They kind of learn that from a, a relay perspective. When you run an individual event, that's just for you. All right? It's up to you to mess up. You could either make or break. Now, when you're running a relay, it's you and three other people. So you're not just doing this for yourself. So you can't be selfish no more. You have to, you know, put your best foot forward for the next guy because you got to give him something to work with. And then the next guy got to give the other person something to work with. So the more you can do for them, you know, you get the whole team gratification. And when they learn to work together, you know, it's that cohesiveness as a relay team. Then they can you know, transition. Now it's a team event. You got to do this for the team because it might come down to where – you guys gotta have to win the the, the four by four, and if you win, the team wins. So now you know. So college teaches you that, but on a smaller scale. So you start off with a relay team, you do this for your relay team, and then you're doing this for the entire team to win. You know the NCAA title or, or whatever it may be. So you know it teaches them from the small scale, and then you know you go on. Now it's time for the country. You move on from college. It's time to do this for your country. So, you know, you, you teach them, they learn step by step. It's, it's like levels. You, you pass each level, you go into another one. It's hard. There more people than your back. It goes from <laughs> your team to your school, to the whole city, to the state. Then, you know, you win it all. Don't forget mom at home. 
Yeah, you know. oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I can only imagine how I can only imagine how hyped she has seen you on the track at the Olympics, man. It must be like, must know, be an incredible what, feeling. With your mom, it's it's always bragging rights for her. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. You know, that's my baby. You know, you know she's going to the supermarket every day, like Ooh, look at what my, my son did. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys yeah, see my all son? The newspaper, all the newspaper clippings, like even like my, the first medal I won, the first real big medal was Olympic medal, and I was like nineteen. And when I got home, she took it from me. She's like, <laughs> nah, this is mine. Yeah, everything, done. Everything I've done for you, you know, this is mine. Done. And I never said anything. I was like, you know. She's right. right you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's fine, you know. You really have done a lot for me, so it is yours. So, so, so was, it, was, it more, was it more like, honey, you know, since I have done all this for you, you know, I think I deserve that medal. Or was it like you came in, you're like, man, and she just snatched it out of your hands. No, that's no, my medal. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, came, I came. Actually, uh, after the Olympics, I actually flew back to the U.S., she booked a flight for me to come home. Uh, she's like, I know what I need. She's when like, I came home, she's like, where's the medal? I was like, it's right here. She's like, okay, this is mine. I was like, wow. She's like, I already got the, I already got the frame for it and everything. It's already yeah, set. Yeah. A special place. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, you know, you're right. You, you can keep it. Yeah, that's oh, that's incredible. That's hilarious. You, you know, with all of your success must be, uh, you know, a, a tremendous inspiration to the people of, of Trinidad, you know, and especially the young kids who were some of the people with all of the tremendous athletes that have come from that region, who were, who were some of your idols growing up that you really, you know, drew inspiration from to work harder to, to, you know, get to obviously the place that you are today. Well, starting from Trinidad, there's, I had a friend he was the, the first guy to actually, like, keep pushing me in track and field. His name was uh, J.U. Gordon. He was a 400-meter hurler. He actually won the world champs in uh, 2013. So he was one of the guys that he always kept pushing me. You know, you got to do this. You got to do that. You know, if you want to go to college, you got to apply here. Look at this school. Look at that school. My coach, he was a great athlete. He didn't medal, but, you know, he's done a lot of great things. He used to run fast, and he kind of kept me on track. Even when I left uh, Trinidad, he used to call me every day, like, hey, you know, how are you doing this week? He, he was like a dad, you know, like a father figure to me. He really looked out for me every day. Uh, other athletes in the Caribbean, there's this uh, Kirani James from Grenada. He's my age, but he was like an idol because he's done everything, won every medal there was. Wow. From world youth to Olympic to world champs, he's done everything. And he was really an idol for me growing up. He also runs a 400. I really looked up to him. And then you have other athletes like, you know, Usain Bolt. I really try to, a lot of my focus was on Caribbean athletes because to me it was, we all have somewhat of a similar background. We're going to try hard to get out of the Caribbean and, you know, put a small country on, on, on the map. And I always kept that, that, you know, that ideology. I'm doing this for me and my country. So every time I go out on the track is, is beyond, this is not just for you, this is for your country. Because once you make them proud, it's like, you give other kids in the country hope that, hey, he did this, we could do this. And that's all I want kids to know that, hey, if I could do it, we, we, you know, you all could do it. You all could get there. And I just hope that, you know, we continue to, you know, produce great athletes. And I'm hoping that, you know, I could go home and kind of coach a couple of athletes, you know, keep motivating the athletes that, hey, you don't have to worry about anything. We could come from wherever, but if you want it, you could get it. Exactly. Because a lot of Caribbean athletes are some of the best in the world. Oh, yeah. And that's all I want some of these kids to know that day. No matter where you're from, you could be, you could come from anywhere. If you want it, you just have to put in the work to the little things. And there are all, there's always people who can, who will see, you know, your talent and they will get it out of you, but you have to be, you have to be able to work with them. You I know, think, don't go against the grain. 
I think this is very powerful because, you know, especially for our listeners out there, you know, it, it's something that is so true, you know, and I think it's so amazing the fact that you said, you know, if you want it, you can get it. And if you work hard enough, you'll have it. Um, and the fact that, you know, you coming out of a Caribbean com- uh, country, you know, being a small country, you know, these opportunities are opportunities of hope many times for a lot of um, athletes and young kids out there who, you know, want to enter, you know, somewhere bigger where they can have more opportunity and growth and bring that back to their country and celebrate and inspire more people and more young athletes to be able to let them know like, hey, you can leave here one day and be able to do this. You're capable yeah. enough to be able to go out here if you put in the work. You can become the next gold medalist or multi-gold medalist and continue winning, you know, medals and cheering on with your country and showing others that, you know, that's a possibility as well. And I think it's beautiful when you see that, you know, circle come around of athletes doing it, inspiring other ones, getting, getting young athletes out of there, doing the same thing. And, and, you know, when you represent your country, um, especially like you were saying, these small Caribbean countries, it's funny because I do see a difference. You know, I do see a difference when it comes for certain countries like that, when they're competing, you could see a different level of heart. You can see a different level of spirit, a different level of energy that I truly feel, um, you know, will pour out into the into the competition, into the world, because, you know, there is that there is that bit of I don't don't want to say chip in the on the shoulder, but there is some kind of like, hey, you know, I'm coming from this small place. I'm in the Caribbean's. I'm fighting for my country. I'm fighting for these group of people because we are more than capable. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just like it's just like a, a sign of hope, you know. You try to get to the finals to show people, that, hey, because a lot of times when we go into the finals, they're like, you know, the small Caribbean islands, you know, because our population is one point three million. That's maybe <laughs> that, that's that's nothing, you know. There are states in the U.S. that almost double, triple, you know. I, I think that there's there's like double the amount of people just here in Miami, yeah, <laughs> city of Miami alone. Yeah. yeah, I think there's like three and a half million, something like that. It's great. Yeah, so to me, it's just that sign of hope, you know, when they'd be like, hey, you know, I know this guy. Once you come from a Caribbean island, you know, almost everybody know everybody. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, I know him. Because a lot of times, you know, there are people who might see me on TV and say, hey, isn't that, you know, that uh, the kid from blah, blah, blah? It's like, yeah, because my sister, she works at, at a bank. And sometimes I go, you know, to check on her when I come home and people be so shy. That's your brother? She's <laughs> uh- like, yeah. And then, like, nah, that's not your brother because, you know, they see you in the newspapers, they see you on posters, and it's like, ain't no way you guys are related. She's like, yeah, you know, that's what, you know, that's how I look around what you guys are just, just go to my mom's house and you'll see the gold medal. <laughs> I I always love seeing those like fan interactions with uh you know the siblings or or the parents of athletes or people who are always surrounded by athletes because you know when I worked at Syracuse as an intern my sister she's like eight and a half years younger than me she used to go fucking insane after the games like want to meet all the players I'm like you realize these kids are my age right like you know they're just they're just eighteen year old kids like they're they're doing the same thing I'm doing they're just like slinging a football around on like on the weekends like. You know, like it, it's so funny because when you're part of that, you know, athletic sphere for your whole life, you just consider, you know, other athletes as people. You're just like you see your teammates yeah. as like brothers, you know, you see the, the female athletes you work with as like sisters or, or, you know, cousins. And then to see like how other fan how fans interact and you're like, oh, well, shit, like I actually, you know, these, you know, these athletes, like everyone who's working in the athletic department 
they're really making a difference in this community. Like they're, they're, yeah. they're really, you know, giving, like you said, they're giving people hope, you know, cause you know, where, where I come from in Syracuse, there's, you know, it's gloomy 99% of the year, you know, yeah. it's snowing constantly. So there's not a lot of and, all you have many people. Uh, I think there's like 150,000, something like that. It's not that big. Um, but you know, you, all there, all there is there is is the university and the athletic department. So like the the athletes, yeah. they are the celebrities of the town. They are the people. So yeah. you know, it's it's always funny to me when when I hear athletes tell those stories of like all oh, the you know all these fans would go to my sister and be like, oh my god, I can't believe you're like it's just my brother. Like <laughs> it's so true, man. It's so true, and and it's just like it's just funny to see. But I think it's also amazing at the same time where you know sports can be something of you know, of hope for, for a lot of individuals. And it, it's just when you see the excitement out of everybody that, you know, has a family member, a friend that comes out of a sport, you see the, the, the bringing in and, and, and bonding of different individuals from different groups, from different countries coming in. I feel it's like it's the one time it's like where you see all countries when, especially when it's at that skill Olympics, um, stuff yeah. like that. When you see at scale, so many countries come together, you know, same thing like in the World Cup and soccer, when all these countries come together, it's beautiful when you can see that, you know, and, and, and see the power that the power that sports has. You know, I think, um, you know, I think in reality, I think sports is one of the most powerful things, you know, to really unite yeah. countries, honestly. Very transformational, you know, in terms yeah, of like. Yeah, I believe that that's why I always tell people sports change the world. And that's why I always look to sports because sports will bring any group of people together. There's sometimes, uh, there's one time I went to a track meet in Italy and sometimes you don't know who may know you, who may be looking up, up to you. And, you know, I finished the 400 and I don't believe I didn't win that race. And, you know, I was walking out and this guy just looked at me. He kept calling my name, you know, he was calling my name since before the race, you know, and sometimes when one person gets you in an entire car, you will have that focus on him after the race. And after the race, I walked up to him and he was like, you know, just doing this because sometimes you know they just want your bib they want a number mm-hmm. so you know i just ripped it off mm-hmm. and I handed it to him and he was so happy he ended up uh posting it on instagram and the following awesome. them and you know looking at it like i've talked to him since and that maybe was like 2016 i've been talking to him since 2016 you know i've worked with him uh he did a he did a paper on athletes and athletes performance you know i, I did some you know sending some information to him and you know, I saw him graduate from, you know, it felt like wow. he's a friend because I saw him phenomenal. graduate from, wow. from college and, you know, now he's working with this, uh, this medical thing uh, with Juventus now, you okay. know, and one wow. of the football groups, a football team. So yeah. I was like, you know, sometimes sports really bring the world together. So you think you're that far apart, but there are people that, you know, will talk to you from random parts of the world. There are people that are happy to support other people from other countries. And that's how we learn to understand each, you know, each people's culture, what they're about. And you really, you know, really open your mind and say, hey, you know, there's this place, there's that place. Even the Olympics teach you about places you never know existed, you know? <laughs> and <laughs> sometimes I hear places like, hey, where's that, you know? I didn't even know some of these places existed, but sports really bring the world oh, together. Yeah. And, you know, it brings everyone closer and, you really have an understanding and love for each other with sports. Yeah. It's, it's, it's always interesting to see the, you know, connections and the friendships that are made over athletics, over sports, you know, it's a, it's never the ones that you would really expect. You know, it's like, yeah. like you said, the guy in the crowd, you know, that you, you end up and, and look at the, you know, the relationship that's fostered since now, that. Now moment. I know what me and Josh need to do. We're going to just sit in there. Come on. Hey, uh, you want to do, do a Jersey hey. swap right now? No. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'll sign it for you. Uh, you know, so, you know, it's, it's been absolutely remarkable to, you know, hear a little bit about your story and, and to really see the, the impact that you're having, not only in your community in, in Trinidad, but also, you know, at Texas A&M. Uh, it's not easy being a college athlete, you know, especially when you come from a lot of the areas that those kids come into. So to be able to have a role model like you, someone that, that can really coach them through those tough times from uh, a perspective that, that they're familiar with, you know, I think is, yeah. is really important. And, and we, uh, I always really like to see when athletes get into the coaching realm because you can give that insight that other coaches who were just like kind of brought up the coaching tree, uh, yeah. have, um, before we wrap things up, man, we're almost at an hour. I, uh, I want to, you know, give you an opportunity, <clears throat> excuse me, to, uh, let everyone know where they can find you on Instagram, social media, if you have a website, um, and, and any, you know, any races you have coming up in the future that, you know, we can, uh, watch out for you and root you on. I, oh, yeah. I'd love to. Uh, well, all my social media, uh, are the same, no matter what, and I learned to keep it nice and simple. Ooh. So it's at Dion Lindor. So that's D E O N L E N D O R E. There's no space in anything. Uh, right now, you know, we're in the training phase, so we're not really doing that much. Um, the races will start from January, but, you know, once we get into competition season, you know, I'll start posting more about, hey, you know, I'll be out here. You know, you can look out for me here. But right now, you know, we're in that, you know, that foundation stage. You know, you mm -hmm. got to get that good foundation. If you want to build a good house, you have to get that good foundation. I love so that word foundation. So I'm laying that foundation right now for a couple of months. And maybe from January, we're going to be back out there and, you know, starting to grind again because there will be, you know, a track season. They're learning how to adapt sports and work around this COVID thing, which I find is really great thing. So, mm -hmm. you know, learning to work around COVID has really helped sports. And I hope, you know, we stay on top of things and, you know, keep sport moving because sport, sport really changes the world. 100%. Yeah. You uh, definitely, definitely keep us updated on when you got Please. these future races going on, man. And, and, you know, we'll, we'll, Make sure we get as many eyes on you, cheering yep. you on as we, we possibly can. Yeah, we'll definitely no be two problem, of them. Man. We'll yeah, for sure. I, I want to say, I know Anthony's got a couple more things he wants to ask you just to wrap things up. But, you know, from a personal standpoint, I want to thank you for coming on today, Same man. Here. It's been, it's no been amazing. It's been a pleasure. It's been truly amazing, man. You know, pouring out all this um, value and information and showing what you're doing, you know, as an athlete and as a coach is it's truly remarkable. So I just want to hit you with a few quick little questions and finish with a bang. The gauntlet. Woo! All right. First thing. First thing. Are we going to see you compete in the next Olympics? Yes. Hell yeah. Woo. Yes. What are you competing in? The 400 and the 4 by 400 meter relay. Ooh. Are any Rough. are any of your students competing with against you? Most likely there will be at least two athletes. Oh, that'll be interesting. That should, that should be competing against me. There you go. That'll be good. That'll that'll, that'll put a little en extra emphasis on it. Oh yeah. yeah what, what countries? Uh USA and Cayman Islands. Okay, I like hearing that. I like hearing the US in there. Yep. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Love it. Um what's the biggest lesson you've learned from being a coach? The biggest lesson I learned from being a coach is everyone works at their own pace. You can't force someone to, you know, develop just because the person next to them is developing as fast. So you got to, you know, let everybody, you know, mature at their own rate and you can't force it upon somebody. Love it. Love it. Absolutely. I try to tell him that all the time. I'm like, he'll get there. He'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, number three, what's the craziest and wildest experience you have ever had at the Olympics? Uh, the craziest and wildest experience. I once went to a party at the Olympics and it felt like, cause it was after Olympics. It felt like 99% of the people was wasted. Uh, that's like, that's like a trainer Christmas party. Right? <laughs> we almost couldn't get rides back home oh, because shit. imagine everyone trying to leave one spot and going back. So it's like you're paying, let's say you're paying $100, for Uber. To get back home. <laughs> I've been there. I've been there. I've been there too. I've been there here in Miami. That hurts too many times. That hurts too many times. You just ask a cab driver, "Hey, can you turn the meter off? I'll just give you a hundred and we'll yep. we'll, <laughs> we'll call it there. Yeah, we'll call it a day." Yeah. Oh man, that's funny. I got another one for you. Um, what is the biggest piece of advice you can leave off to all our listeners today? The biggest advice I can leave to everybody is if you could, once you believe you can achieve, if you believe you can do something, you can do it. All it takes is hard work, you know, confidence in yourself and you you can't rush the process. You have to work hard. You have to believe in yourself. You got to know that it's a process. You can't wake up tomorrow and be the best. It takes steps and you always got to, Center, you always got to be in the center of great people. You can't want to be the best in the world, but there are people around you that are negative and they're always doing the wrong things. You, you know, you got to always center yourself with people who are willing to go the extra mile, people who are, you know, constantly pushing you towards that direction. Because I wake up tomorrow and I'll be like, man, I'm tired. And if I say, man, I'm tired to my friend, he's going to be like, don't you have to run? Don't you have to do this? So, you know, sometimes you don't want to hear it from your friend, but those are the people that's going to get oh, you yeah. to the top. They're always about that work, work, work. But, you know, it's that work, work, work mentality that you have to have around you that's going to get you to the top. Don't have those that be like, man, I think I'm going to get drunk this weekend. Hell yeah, let's go, bro. And they do that every week in a month, you know? Mm-hmm. That, that's not going to work. You, you got to surround yourself with people that of like mind. Like they say, iron sharp as iron, so... You can't go out there having the wrong people that's as right. your company. You're not going to get to the top. Yeah, that's one of my favorite quotes, man. Iron yeah. sharpens iron. So true. Fact. So true. Well, one more time. Thank you, Dion, for coming on. You know, best of luck with your training and, and building that solid foundation. Yep. Getting ready for the Olympics. You know, we'll be rooting for you, man. And we'll support all you all the way. Me. We'll yeah. Enjoy. Love, guys. All right, man. Till next time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Sweat It Out with Anthony Mendez and Josh Evans. Enjoyed this episode? Make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review.